All right. What's up? Welcome, you done singing everyone. your song? Oh, yeah. It's Ethan's episode. For some reason, I think it's Eric's. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Film Snobs podcast. I'm your host this week. My pick was an Italian movie from 1998 called Life is Beautiful. So before we talk, get into uh, much of the plot, I would just love to hear everyone's first thoughts. Also, shout out to Ricky Wickham, who could not be here. He's at a wedding that's on, taking place on a Monday. Congrats, Thomas um, and so Kylie. Depending on, yeah. Congrats, Tom- Thomas uh, was on the podcast. We had him on for oh, right. Long Day's Journey into Night. Did we? Um, and if Kylie still yeah. lived in was Colorado, we'd get her on. But she's Princess in Kaguya? Virginia. Was no, that was Tristan. Oh, you're right. Yeah. You're right. They probably j- already just got married. Yeah. Wow. Ricky's probably dancing. Dancing is. No, it's here. Yeah, it's here. Yeah. It it's at her parents' at house. At Callie's I parents' house. I think the venue fell through like last yeah, minute. Yeah, so totally canceled on him. But it was out of town? No. It was going to be, I think, at a venue. You know what? We should invite him back on and get all the details. Yeah, yeah. all the dirty yeah. details. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's get to yeah, so everyone, you got to hold your breath to hear about Thomas's wedding venue saga. Hey, you know what's Stay really tuned great? for that. You know what's really great about this podcast? Yeah. The People's Court anthem is not playing. I thought that was kind of fun. I like People's Court. It it was all resolved. It was all resolved last week, and um, I don't know. I feel like we've turned over a new leaf. I think we have. Can I tell you guys something? Yeah, please. Crime never sleeps. (sighs) Wow. Oh, it's just a matter of time. Wow. Dang. It's just a matter of crime. Yikes. It's just a splatter of time. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Speaking of splatters, Life is Beautiful. Good movie. Speaking of splatters. Um, the egg. Eric, let's start with you. I'm barely being registered. You should turn yourself up, bro. Are you really? Yeah, I'm barely being registered. Caleb, figure this out. Are you sure? Know. You are. T- going on. Talk real quick. You're not plugged in. Oh, my. Eric has been talking this whole podcast, <laughs> and he's not plugged in. And so if Eric said anything in the background and there's awkward <laughs> there's anything in the background with awkward silence, that's Eric. Oh my Am I plugged in? Eric picked up a mic, sat on the opposite side of the soundboard and didn't realize there wasn't a wire. And it's you know what? It's because he's had a he's had a tough Man, week, ladies and gentlemen. How many beers? Four? Have you had four beers? You have had four beers. Okay, cool. I've never had four beers. You don't have beers. a problem. <laughs> I didn't drink that last day. Sure. Sure, Eric. Sure. No, it's fine. Hey, hey. No judgment. I see you. I hear you. And I love you. I can do all those things. I want the, you. I want the record to show I did not have four beers and I have never had four beers. End of quote. You have never had a beer? This one plugged in. Four. Right oh. I've never had four. Sure. Check, check, check. Check, check. Yeah, man, baby! Eric, check, do, 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 do. Eric, check, do, 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 do. Eric, check, do, 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 do. Eric, check. And my right. thoughts Eric about this movie back on are the pod. beautiful. Sorry, Well, Eric. let's try to do a... Hey, guys, life Welcome is... Welcome, everyone, back li- to the pod. Life is beautiful. No one could hear anything you said before. Life yeah. is beautiful. No one could hear anything. It doesn't matter. We're sticking with it. He didn't say much. Do you want a re-intro? No, I don't need a re-intro. People know my voice. Okay. <laughs> Even okay. if it's from another mic from 10 feet away. Go ahead. Um, 
God, this movie, so beautiful. I saw it. Um, I've seen it three times. First time I saw it, I was pretty young. I was probably a teenager. Um, and uh, I just... Were you a teenager in 1998? Uh, I would have been nine in 1988 wow. or 10. Oh, so you were born in the 70s. 1998. <laughs> Your math is pretty bad. Uh, <laughs> um, 940 plus 60 is melee. Anyway, uh, that's a reference to the movie. No, it, what can I? What can I say? I, I, I would like to say that this might. I thought eighth grade was going to be Radis Dad, but I am not sure. I think this might be Radis Dad. Maybe because I, I find him so goofy and so loving and so like just playful like he's so good with his son and his wife and he's so full of life and it's so hard not to say that this is like dad of the year and um i don't know how far we're going into spoily territory not very far well this is initial initial thoughts yeah yeah i mean i i think it's i think it's such an incredibly beautiful film it deserved the awards that it got in the oscars and um if not more so those are my thoughts. Jared. Jared. Hello, <laughs> snobbies. <laughs> I missed ya. We watched Life is Beautiful. I think it's a pretty good movie. It's Italiano. Uh, Roberto Bonini won Best Actor at the Oscars in 1997 or 98. I forget which. First nice. non-English speaking role to win Best Actor. So <laughs> big ups to you, Roberto. That's a big moment. We're very proud of you. Stood on his chair when he won. Yeah, he was. he's such he a really? fun guy. Yeah, he like stood up on the chair and did like one of these, like where he spread his arms out. It was like completely from the movie and it was a beautiful moment. Everyone check him out as Geppetto in the newest Pinocchio from 2019, mm-hmm. I think. It, it's mm-hmm. on Canopy and Amazon now. Anyway, this is a pretty good movie. I think uh, I, what I like about it is it feels a little Chaplin-esque. Not as extreme, but the first half is kind of a City Lights love story type thing going on. And then the second half's more of Chaplin with the kid. Uh, obviously, the first half is pretty dang funny. Mm-hmm. And then the second <laughs> half is also pretty funny, but way darker as we come to expect but yeah i like this i also saw it in high school um and then this is my first rewatch since then and it held up hmm. well caleb cool yeah my first time viewing it um i haven't watched much chaplin but a lot of physical comedy in the first half mm-hmm. um and it is pretty funny and like there's that the love story is really great too it made me go oh a few mm-hmm. times uh so i really enjoyed that and then you get to the second half where it's still really funny <laughs> but also you feel kind of bad laughing you're like oh there's all this dark subject matter going on mm-hmm. within the realm of all so this really funny stuff um but rad dad good dad just mm. um trying to protect his son from the evils of the world but it was good stuff. I'd also like to say I'm sipping on a Sam Adams Oktoberfest. Yeah. Um, it's hearty and smooth, wow. and uh, it's pretty good. You got any more of those? I gave... This is the last one. I gave one right before to Eric. Is he your favorite founding father? I've got a bag of beer. Sam Adams? Um, you know, give me the week to decide. Okay. You know, it's... Uh, my favorite founding father is... Benicio Del Toro. <laughs> oh, I would like to say what? to... Um, <laughs> I like to think that I have some Italian roots, so I I felt 
kind of connected All right, moving to moving on my thoughts. All right, Martin. This, uh, <laughs> my name is Martin Zier. Eden. <laughs> like Martin Eden? <laughs> I'm, Martin, I'm Martin Zier Eden. I'm from Italio. So we have a friend who yes. um, told Caleb one time that she saw, she did, she had never met him, saw him oh. with the mustache. Oh, okay. And got, they, you know. He said he looked like, like a Caleb, trucker. And she said, I'm Brenna. Mm. And she, she was like, are you Italian? Because mm. of your mustache? Mm. And she doesn't even remember saying that because that was years ago. <laughs> but I latched <laughs> on to that idea. He has internalized that She accepted me. <laughs> is it, she, planted, <laughs> she planted this idea in my mind. Is this, is this like when I've you were convinced accepted. that you were Mexican? That was my father's fault. <laughs> yeah, remember when you thought you were Mexican yeah, and then Taylor's you thought really you were Italian? about his racial identity. <laughs> to, today you said you were well, Jewish. You know, he, we're getting there. Ethan's um, always making me feel bad about being German. So oh, uh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Wow! I, I don't know if you saw the German characters in this movie, but they okay. weren't the best. I've Ethan, done, I didn't know you were a race shamer. I've done many things. If you have, Caleb, if you said have many things to you, if you have eyes, some are not kind, great. But I've definitely not made fun of you for being German. If you have eyes, this movie has pointed out that Caleb is one thing, and that's Aryan. But are you, are you German? <laughs> Why don't we French say German? German? Oh, of course. That we'll say he's German. <laughs> well, yeah, like comments like, comments like that. Comments like that. Ethan, what were your thoughts on this movie? Ethan, your thoughts. Um, I thought that the the actor um, playing uh, Guido there. Roberto Bagrini. He was just made for that role. Amazing. It was, man, He it just felt like it was perfect for who he was, his personality, even his physicality, yeah. everything about it just felt like it was made for him. Um, like it just fit him so well. And apparently that's like, it makes sense because that's who he is. Right. You know, in real life. And so like, yeah. yeah he's, he's so perfect. I really appreciated yeah. that. Yeah, I think the um, they were able to make the, the film feel very, very old, I thought. Like it, it looks very old. Doesn't like, feel like it's from the nineties. No, not even a little bit. Like even they did a good job dating it. You even mean? like movies that are, or even now, I think series that are set in certain time periods still feel new. They still look new. Do you think it's because it was in Italy and Italy is kind of old? I don't know, but it just felt very old, which I really appreciated. I just said it felt so old. I just want to confirm. I looked it up to make sure, but he did direct this movie as well. He wrote. He wrote and directed it. Yeah, amazing. Uh, You know, super talented guy. What other movie came out in the same year that takes place in the same time period is Saving Private Ryan, which you also refer to as. But this feels. I'm not gonna say. Oh, okay, I, good. You let, yeah. Um, I'll tell you guys after the pub. <laughs> um, but, yikes. Yeah, same year, same time period, but this feels a lot older. Yeah, it feels a lot older. Yeah, um, yeah. It's more I on think, a stage. I think, mm. um, yeah, it was a g- really strange mix of humor and lightheartedness, but then depth and darkness as well. Um, yeah, it feels like a two act movie. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, it was good stuff. So, for those of you who haven't seen the movie, um, it's about this uh, Italian man who's kind of silly and funny, and he keeps running into this uh, woman who he calls Princess. A principessa. He catches her falling from a window, and they run into, she runs into him whenever he's on a bike, and he sees her at a dinner, and um, it's kind of funny and silly and light, and he's really witty and smart. Um, and they end up getting married and having a child. 
Mm-hmm. And at that point, it kind of cuts to maybe, I don't know, five, six years. Greatest greenhouse. I've seen a ever. greenhouse cut. Yeah, there's a greenhouse oh, cut. They're in the, they go into the greenhouse and come out of the greenhouse with a five-year-old. Yep. Good stuff. Passage um, of time. And and then the movie transitions into more of a, um, yeah, really kind of sad um, Holocaust type of film where they start rounding up Italian Jews. And yeah, they end up going to an internment camp. And in order to protect the son, the, the father just weaves this epic tale that this is a game that they're playing. And it's yeah it's a, so it's even just saying that sounds sacrilegious in some ways um but the movie i think handles the tone really interestingly mm-hmm. and i was reading that some people really disliked the movie because of that because how could he make such a seemingly light-hearted film with, when the subject matter of the holocaust is so intense so i'd be curious what you guys that's so think t- about that that's such a 2d perspective like okay. like Explain. Like, see past the fact that he's, like, making light of a situation that's really heavy and understand that this is a man who is trying to preserve his son's innocence in an incredibly... Like, any lesser of a man would not have been able to pull off what he pulled off. Like, his vibrance for life. He just just got off of a 10-hour anvil lifting session in, like, in like a hundred degree heat because they're slave laboring them and he comes back and he and he and he starts like immediately having fun with his child who has been waiting in these bunk beds like for the same amount of time and it's just like full of life and and yeah weaving this story of like how it's a game and there's points and like you got to stay hidden and don't speak don't be seen and it's like this is a man desperately trying to keep his son alive in the way, in the best way that he knows possible. And it's not making light of what was, you know, a really heavy thing. You can't say the Holocaust without having a sense of heaviness to it. There's nothing being taken away from a man who is trying to preserve something in his child. And I just love that the the only bit of narration comes at the end where it's like the boy as an adult and he's like i'll never forget my father's sacrifice and this is a story of how he saved my life and it's just like god that's just so uh it's so beautiful it's mm-hmm. so so beautiful i don't know those mm-hmm. are my thoughts on that yeah i think that it comes from him knowing his son too yeah like he knew his son well enough that if this wasn't a game maybe they would have been caught and then you know yeah would have ended up like when all the other boys went into the shower, uh, yeah. the gas chamber, his son probably would have ended up going with him. But because he turned it into a game, he knew that his son would follow those rules and wouldn't get caught. So it, I think part of that is him knowing who his son was. Were you talking more from the reference of in the movie or the fact that they made a movie that was lighthearted? Probably the fact that they made a movie. Yeah. That okay. That's what I thought. Um, no, you guys had great answers too, though. Uh, I'm... I get, I think I get why people get upset about people trying to make lighthearted out of something that is so horrific, but, and I think those movies have been made. There's one that Jerry Lewis made where he played a clown trying to pe- make people laugh in concentration camps and Ooh. he ended up not releasing it. 
I think, because just realized it was bad. I remember that. Um, yeah. It is going to release in the next few years. Yeah, because the rights come out, right? Because the rights come out, but... Uh, I don't think that I've seen movies that I think do that. I don't think this is one of them. And I think it's because the whole premise of it is that it's through the eyes of this kid. It's not that Mm. he's trying to make light of the Holocaust, but if that piece of narration at the end, you know, it is through the kid's eyes. This is how he's going to remember it. And I also think, well, yes, as adults, we do need to understand the horrors of something like this at a real level instead of shying away from it. At the same time, I'm not going to show my uh, 10-year-old like Son of Saul to teach them about the Holocaust. But a movie like this would be a good introduction into the horrors of that without you know, making their mind too scarred too early. And I actually think that would actually be a really good purpose for this film to introduce a someone young to the Holocaust mm. in a way that isn't too much for them yet. Mm. Uh, and I don't think Benigni's at any way trying to say this is exactly how life was. It's, right. it's definitely more of a piece that is using it. So yeah, it yeah. gets tricky, but I think he pulls it off. <coughs> Ethan, what do you think? I think he handles it really well. I think even throughout the, I mean, there's definitely feel like a tone shift whenever, um, the kids five that came out of the greenhouse then they're like in like world war ii kind of thing um but even throughout that just even a couple moments where when he's carrying the anvil on the first day and he's like can't do it this is too much what are you doing i'm gonna drop this thing and he's like what are you gonna do to me what are you gonna do to me if, they, if i drop it and the guy's like they'll kill you so he's <laughs> right. just like he's just like Oh, that he kind of perks up and starts carrying again. I really appreciated that moment where he's he's still somehow like him. He hasn't completely lost himself, and that's why I think I like the tone of the lightness. Is it's like I think for me it was even though the circumstances are dire and they suck, and literally their lives are on the line at any moment, he still manages to to just be himself in it and not say this is not a big deal or drown in despair. But carry this, this, he, there's this security, I think, of who he is. Like, yeah, this sucks, but I'm still me and I'm still going to say crazy things and do crazy things. And right. I really appreciated um, that he did that. Plus, how could you not like a movie where a guy rides into the super rich party on a hat, on a spray painted green horse that also says, like, Jewish horse, danger, Jewish horse. And then he just goes, like, scoops up the rich girl and takes her away. That's the best moment. That was <laughs> a good so, moment. It's so good. How do you hate on that? What are you hating? That was a good moment. Caleb? Mm. Uh,. Yeah, I was just going to say I appreciated the moments when he was weaving the stories for his son and, like, trying to tell him the game. And he would, like, take these breaks just, like, to laugh and be like, oh, you're so silly, uh," And, like, you could tell he was, like, thinking in his head how am Mm -hmm. I going to, like, craft the story Mm -hmm. for him. And, like, so you could kind of see the... uh, um, how his mind is turning and how he's like, how am I going to think about this? How am I going to... um, make up this story for my son but i wish that we got at least maybe one scene of seeing just because i'm sure he was scared i would have liked to see it like maybe a, a human moment where he's like by himself and actually like 
freaking out about like what what's going to happen. I think I would have appreciated that. Maybe that's not his per- the character's personality, but I had a I conversation about this today. I think that when you're other centered and you're thinking about someone else's good, you're less afraid because you're not so concerned about your good and your death, but you're you're just thinking how can I help this other person? Well, not in a selfish mm-hmm. way, but sure I w- I would like to see how in his personal moments when he's not um, talking to his son how he was scared because I'm sure, sure he was scared I would have been scared I, even right. if I was like trying to take care of my son I, I saw I saw a handful of moments where it, it, it might have been the case so there were there was a moment in the bunk where he was like genuinely talking to one of the guys like what's going on here Bartolomeu Bartolomeu yeah yeah I think that was uh, yeah that was that sounded more like a French Bartolomeo. version of Italian Bartolomeu okay there you go there, there's the version <clears throat> yeah sorry Wow. Um, there was a moment in the bunks where, like, I think he, like, turned to somebody and it, you could, like, see his, like, continence change. Just, like, w- what's going on here? Like, what's what's the deal? Um, there was a moment in the train. Um, there was definitely the end. I think the anvil scene was definitely him being like, God, we're going to die here. Like, th- this is terrible. Like, this sucks. Um, and then there was the scene with the doctor where he was just like, he thought he was going to get rescued. And he was just like, and just like the reality of everything kind of sunk in. And he was just right. like, this is this this is going nowhere. And immediately mm-hmm. after that scene, he runs into the, the pile of dead bodies. Right. And, mm-hmm. and you just see it on his face. He's just like... Right like all joy has just been like stripped from him and like the reality of the concentration camps just hit him. I suppose that's true. Yeah. I think the, well, for no, me, but, the, for the mo- but for the most part, you're right. Like generally joyful, but there were a few moments that I feel like we saw some of his humanity kind of breaks a bit. Yeah. I think the urgency whenever he saw the doctor and he asked me to be a servant and maybe he's our way out. No, I think the, the urgency of all of that, I think for me was like, Oh yeah, he's, he, he really wants to on. get out yeah. of this. Like he, he, and then that, that glimmer of hope, I think it just, he has kind of like filled in there. But I think Jared's on to something. I think there is, I remember whenever yeah. I had, a, I had a cousin pass away really young. And at the time, my grandma was typically a pretty anxious person, I would say. But that Christmas, because it happened around Christmas, she was just like taking care of us, watching all of us really was just coming in some ways just being there cooking Mm -hmm. cleaning supporting Mm -hmm. and somehow there was there was something about her others centeredness of like okay i need to be here for my family that just i think she just really was able to elevate herself out of that and really show up for Mm -hmm. the family so i think there is something about when you are others focused there's a perspective of like yeah this sucks but i still have my kid and I'm going to protect him. Mm-hmm. And I think that does, yeah, it makes whatever's happening, I think, even though it's terrible, be like, there's still a little bit of hope if I can protect this. Yeah, you've got fear, like, son. you've got fear mode, which is the obvious first response, mm-hmm. but then it, like, automatically, because he's a good dad, just changes into protect mode. So he's mm-hmm. like, I can't let that over overcome my need to be strong for this little person I'm taking care of and I'm right. trying to keep alive. Yeah. Cool. That's a good point. It's a good stuff. Or maybe not. Yeah, or maybe it's sounds, maybe it's just no, disrespecting the Holocaust. Well, I, I think people think have so. the same thoughts on like Jojo Rabbit, and like this is ta- a lighthearted take on the Holocaust. And I don't know. I wasn't like huge on Jojo Rabbit, but I would disagree. You weren't. It wasn't like I was like this is awesome. This oh. is, I think I gave it like three and a half. Awesome. Um, 
But yeah, those lighthearted takes, I think, can I mean, make, I don't think make, thing, make things more palatable. Ro, ro, jab it. I don't think we get Jojo Rabbit if we don't get this movie. Well, you think there's some... Well, I mean, I think... Well, how many lighthearted Holocaust movies do we have? Not many, but I think to see someone do it successfully, that's, I mean... If I'm someone like Taika Waititi, I've got to be inspired. Had to come. Well, it had to come. Oh, right. Well, it had to come from a overseas success to make a, an American financier say, "Okay, yeah, we can make that work." Right. Yeah, that's true. I think deep down, Taika just wanted to do a gay Polynesian Hitler. <laughs> Potentially. <Wow. laughs> okay. Jojo Rabbit, watch it. <laughs> I guess. Moving on. Can I? Have you guys um, read Don Quixote? No. I, I started Don Quixote, and I actually really didn't like it i had to read it for spanish class in high school but the beginning of this movie kind of remind he his character uh in this movie reminded me of don quixote a little bit just this guy living in a fantasy world um he's kind of silly doesn't care what other people think and kind of just goes about living his life kind of reminded me of that a little bit kind of reminds me of you yeah, is he living in a fantasy world or is he just living in his own world? Well, pretty, he, he calls himself a prince, and then you know, talking to his princess, his principessa. Is there a more fun word to say in the English la- or in the any language than principessa? Prince principessa, and just the fact that it means princess too. Oh, my principessa! I got one for you. What? Allora. Hello. Oh, no, it's not as fun as principessa. <laughs> Hello. It was just a, it was just a reference to Master of None. Andiamo. Um, let's talk a little bit about uh, Dora, yes. the mother and wife. Can I give you what a cookie are your thoughts fact? on her? A cookie cat cookie fact? Bring please it. Please do. Please do. Roberto Benigni. Yes. His actual wife. <gasps> no way. Wow. Real talk. Mm-hmm. Real talk. That's great. That's yeah. actually really fun. What a great like family, family, family project. Yeah. You write it. You direct it, you start, and you put your wife in there. That's As your great. love interest. Is Joshua his actual son? Was she actually a rich girl that he stole? She's a rich girl. And I don't think the son was actually. I didn't know you were into country music. Yeah. Oh, dang. Yeah. Thoughts on the character? Uh, she, she was so, she was so beautifully simple. Like, I I feel like she it was clear that she hated this like life that she was being forced into and she meets this man who is so full of life and splendor and wonder and she's just raptured by him and his constant pursuit and chase of her and it all comes to a head where you know he spills something under the table and she goes crawling under the table great great shot oh I the love best just good. just one of the one of the greats i mean like i i legitimately think of that shot a lot uh, not a lot but often uh that's the same thing um where she's <laughs> she like she like meets him under the table she like crawls right down the middle and she says take me away from all of this and then just plants one on him just like just a while passionate her kiss above the table what while her fiance is above the table, i know i know hacking on the guy and then she like backs up and gives him this look and he's just like i will do anything for you <laughs> 
And he does. He rides in a Jewish horse painted green. <laughs> and does. she goes with him. And then she, she hops on it. and just rides out of there. And literally, her fiance is just like dumbstruck, All like right. just <laughs> unable to say anything. And then he's like, You're the guy. And then an egg falls on his head. And he's like, That's the second time egg has fell on my head. You're the guy. Oh, it's just such a. And I love the comp. Like, in the first half we get so many culminating moments so many moments that are set up in ways that we don't know are going to have a fulfilling end and it's like it's like setting up a joke in a punchline and there's just so many moments like that where the key drops out of the window oh. with the eggs with the hat all those moments and just so like great. they are they're all like like beautiful kind of like little little moments throughout the story but then we don't know that they're going to have payoff later and then they just all kind of like come together in this beautiful love story with with the two of them it's beautiful yeah yeah even that like the <laughs> i'm making a hand gesture dormo, caleb's dormo, got magic dormo, fingers dormo, dormo. caleb where'd you learn to do that was that show choir i did jazz hands every now and then wow anyway uh thoughts on dora I liked Dora. She was just very sweet, you know? She's just a no-fuss kind of gal. And I didn't see the first uh, 20, 30 minutes I was in a You've meeting. You've seen it. But yeah, in high school, so I don't really remember them that much. <laughs> but she was just a no-fuss kind of gal. I liked that she just kind of went She would just go with the flow. Uh, I'm still kind of shocked she fell for this guy. Because he's a little wild, you know? He's definitely wild. He's a little out there. He's a little goofy looking, too. He's a little goofy. <laughs> but, yeah, it's just a very, very simple character. I really liked her. Just really good reaction shots, like, to him talking over the intercom, and it was like a voice from heaven where she hadn't heard him in forever when the opera right. played, and right. she's looking very up good. into the moon. Those yeah. were wonderful reactions. She is Beautiful. very good for what she was supposed to be in the story, which is sometimes you don't need to be that. Some people aren't that conflicted and complex all the time, so sometimes it's nice mm. to see just a good woman. Mm. For all our single guy listeners out there um <laughs> if uh, a young gal catches your eye continue to orchestrate um i don't know events to where you can bump into this gal and soon Literally. she will um she'll become yours yeah that's all it takes all you need to do is crash your car and then take the steering wheel from that car and then put what did he put on the steering wheel? A pillow. A, pi a, pillow. a pillow on the steering wheel, then use it as an umbrella as you walk down a red carpet that you rolled out downstairs in Italy. It's not that hard to figure out. She, if yeah. you get her to Italy, it's easy to win her over. Literally <laughs> run made, into her on your bike. Yeah. It's you know, so those first easy. Two, those first two moments were happenstance. Catch her but when she's falling out Over of time, you know, you keep running into her, she'll be like, whoa, this is fate. But you know for real what's going on. Yeah, those later, those later <laughs> encounters, he's like... <gasps> He shows up is. at the school. I want to. I want to go surprise her. Wasn't and that her. crazy when he yeah. shows up at the school and they're like, "This is the instructor, and he's going to talk about why Italians." The inspector. Yeah, the inspector, yeah. and he's going to tell you why Italians are the best race or the superior <laughs> oh, right. race. And he's like, lifts up his shirt and talking about his belly button. He's like, "Look at that knot. <laughs> Look at that belly button. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> Look at A my earlobes. Knot. Flick yeah. your earlobes. That little dangly yeah, bit. That, that extra bit of cartilage." <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, he, uh, uh, yeah. Dora's great. 
just yeah it's just a simple love story when he gets on the intercom and is like mm. just forget exactly all what he says but calls a principe prince prince or principe um just that whole moment is so great because then one she knows that her husband and son are alive it's a confirmation that they did not die yeah he he didn't have to do that Mm. probably got in huge trouble for that but just to like reassure her was just Mm -hmm. so great Mm. yeah i think i appreciate her i think she's just definitely the more of the the character where her actions just reveal so much Mm -hmm. without her having to say a whole lot Mm -hmm. because I think whenever he she gets in the car with him without knowing it's him initially and she just starts venting about like the circumstance and I don't want to go to this guy's house I hate being with these kinds of people that did it basically I hate my life Mm -hmm. Um, but it was a comfortable life Mm -hmm. and so she still chooses this random guy and they go and then she comes back from I forget where she was coming back from, but she comes back to the party and her son and and husband are gone. Yeah. So she goes to the train station. She's like, she's first like, there's a mistake. My husband and kid are on there. And the guy looks up their names is like, oh, and so is the uncle. Like, there's no mistake. Yeah. And she could have easily just left and been like, I have to figure out a way to get them out. But she's just like, I want to be on the train with them. Mm. Put me on the train. Mm. And it's Which, and there there wasn't even a a discussion about it, like no. even a struggle. She was just like her life was cushy and nice, you know, three yeah. scenes ago. But then suddenly she's like, I would rather get on this train, go into this concentration camp, than live without them. Yeah, Did, yeah. And it's easy for us to say that's a dumb decision, but also she might not have known quite where that train was going. She it's might true. have heard rumors, but sure, yeah, didn't know for sure. She also, didn't she know it was, wasn't good though. Girl, no. where they were headed. Girl had style too. Girl, girl had <laughs> pop yeah, I'm dress. not really a fan of sequence, but that dress she had on at the party, the pink one, that was, that a, was a good sequence dress. I'm with that you. Was a good dress. Yeah. I mean, that dress. kid deserves a supporting Oscar for sure. That kid plays another character's son in the movie. Can you guys tell me which one? No way. I can't. What? Maximus's son in Gladiator. No way. That's true. Remember he gets hung? Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's really dark. Oh yeah, those are his feet. Those were his feet, yeah. Holy cow. <laughs> are you serious? That was only like what two or three years later? Oh my god. When did when Gladiator come out? Two thousand? That's so dark. Are you thinking remember. of Gladiator? Oh yeah, it was the Italian oh, version wow. of Gladiator. <laughs> okay. Wow. I mean it does take place in uh Italy because Roman Coliseum is you guessed it folks, Rome Italy. <laughs> Really? <laughs> Believe it or not, yeah. Everyone thinks it's Greece. I don't know why. Oh man. Oh my God. Was this was this shot on anything in particular? The or? camera. Wow. <laughs> I mean, a camera. Thank you very much. Caleb. Actually, yeah, it was yeah. shot on a um, RCA VHS camcorder. <laughs> VHS. <laughs> An RCA. It was, eight. it was actually Betamax. Um, <laughs> Let me see. Shot on what? laser Let disc. Me see. <laughs> Technical <laughs> specs. It was shot on a set, Eric. All it says oh, thank is you, thank you, thank 35 you. millimeter codex. So. Oh, well, fantastic. I 35 mil. Get that 35 mil. That 35 mil. Got that budget for that 35 You guys have any riddles? Huh? You have any riddles? Oh, the riddle guy. Oh, the doctor. <sighs> that was brutal. 
there's a moment where um they're doing inspections of all the of all the jews who are um kind of at the camp and they, they, he recognizes the doctor and they would share riddles back and forth that was throughout the, the that movie was the first act. in the first half of the film and yeah. she and he um sees him and he like because before the last time they saw each other the doctor had given him a riddle yeah and then he leaves and so th- you could tell that like the character was like should i should i make contact should i yeah should i give anything away that i know this guy and he risks it and he's like he repeats the riddle back and hey i figured out this it's 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 silence is the answer um and the guy like notices him and they kind of interact and that's where his hope kind of starts about like yeah he wants him to be a servant at the party and one of the yeah just at least for me one of the heart most heartbreaking moments is he thinks this guy he's like he (laughs) the doctor tells him i have something important to tell you so then he thinks, okay, this is a, we're going to get out of here. Um, and then the, the doctor like fakes spilling some whiskey or he actually spills it. But in order for him to come over here, he's like, all right, my wife's here too. And all this stuff. And he's, the doctor is just have this, he just starts with this riddle. And at first you're kind of like, oh, this is some kind of code. Right. And then he's like, yeah, duckling. Oh, it's talking about his like, son. He's like, my buddy sent me this and I can't figure it out. You have to help me figure it out. It's killing me. I can't sleep. I can't sleep. And then it slowly just dawns on the audience on Weedo that like this guy doesn't even see him as a human. He just literally just sees him as an answer to the riddle. And it's right. like one of the most defeated you ever. Oh, seen. Oh, it's right. so sad. His face is I just hated so that. What got me is that he's just like, that. help me. I'm like, you want him to help you? Yeah. Like, it's so, back, it's so backwards. Yeah. And he and he doesn't have the heart to be like, I thought you were going to try and get us out. He just walks away. Right. He just oh, walks yeah. away, just defeated. Yeah. That was brutal. Oh, God. I should have known. I was like getting hopeful. Oh, <laughs> I was like, same. Don't get your hopes up. I just Kale. wanted... Yeah, because it was about, at that point in the film, we were like a little bit before that where you were like, is this going to make me sad? <laughs> I'm kind of ticked they didn't Holocaust. Yes, it is. I'm kind of ticked we didn't get the answer to the riddle. To be honest with you, well, you should look it up. (laughs) Oh, I guess you're not going to get any sleeps tonight, Jared. I don't know what it. What? It's not a duck-billed platypus. It's not a duck. Because it makes a quack quack. ducky. Yeah, he just couldn't figure it out. Couldn't figure it out. Quack quack ducky. Quack quack ducky. Yeah, what's up, ducky? Yo, ducky, you know who you are. Thanks for listening, ducky. Killing me. <laughs> ducky, we miss you. We love you. Quack quack, Ducky. Quack quack. Wow, ducky, Ducky's okay. our secret listener. We don't. We don't. We don't reveal their, uh, Ducky's their, identity. Um, okay. What the hell is happening? Ducky knows who they are. Okay. What is happening? Sweet. Yo, we love you, Ducky. Quack quack, Ducky. Okay. <laughs> what else you got? Here? We need sleep. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. What are? <laughs> what, what are some of your favorite shots or moments? Mm. Of course, the intercom scene just got me. Just so sweet. Yeah. <sighs> One of my favorite moments is definitely uh, it's like one of the first scenes where this Italian village is ready to accept this king, this king's arrival, and <laughs> the main character's brakes fail, and they're just like careening down this hill, and they can't stop. And he's desperately trying to get the crowd out of the street, but he's like raising his hand in a motion that's like a sick heil, and they're all like doing it back to him, and they all think that he's like the special guest, <laughs> yeah. and he just keeps going through the crowd <laughs> yeah. with his hand up, that and he's just like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> and then he just keeps going through. 
And then the actual king comes around and everyone's like, who the hell are you? <laughs> we just we just saw the king. That was oh, a good moment. So good, dude. That was amazing. Oh, good, I mean, I thought it, the best moments were uh, reaction shots. Mm, the kid? What I was talking about earlier, the, the wife to the oh. music and to him in the intercom and the kid like the kid was so happy when the german guys saying i need a translator <laughs> who can translate <laughs> and roberto bonini's character just goes up and he doesn't know german then he just explains in italian the game to his kid from the german guy and yelling to after everybody, him apparently and to everybody <laughs> and the kid the whole time like whenever he says something funny he's there is a tank or how he's there's something there's a funny jam joke i forget funny yeah, apricot like sandwich jam or to yeah. i had toast with apricot yeah. but i wanted strawberry but i wanted straw yeah he wanted strawberry <laughs> and the kid just like oh <laughs> ah! stuff like that yeah they were great reaction shots and you gotta love an ending where a kid's reunited with his mom. I know we know it's coming, mm. but it's still wonderful. Yeah. I don't care that I know it's yeah. coming. I want the kid to find his mom. Kill me. I have a heart, okay? I, I, that was I, great. I will kill you. I will say I'm not a fan of the freeze frame endings. I'm not. I find it kind of cheesy, but that's just me. It wasn't it my is, favorite freeze frame ending. I it agree is kind of you. an old, like thing 400 blows francois Truffaut. that's the original freeze frame ending that apparently had an effect on the rest of cinema don't you forget about me don't 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 i don't know about shot but i i really liked the moments when the other um people in the concentration camps the other the other jews like bartolomeo uh bartolomeo when bartolomeo. he uh, Vittorio. Uh, uh when uh if you're gonna say say right like, you're not, you, how would you know because um, i heard it kayla kayla <laughs> hundreds of kayla, times repeat after me okay bartolomeo bartolo thank you <laughs> um but like when the other oh, guys would like play along for the kid Mm, yeah. I just I found that really sweet of like mm. they understand what's going on they understand what the father's trying to do so yeah. they're gonna play along with him I I just like those moments I he like came sweet. in and he was mm -hmm. like I only mm -hmm. got 20 points today right adults who don't really have any responsibility for taking care of children and when they do in movies really like gets me mm. like even i'm gonna in angels in the outfield okay so my favorite shot was actually <laughs> oh my god 100 percent. my favorite shot was when they go into the greenhouse and then it, it's the time warp yeah and then it, it, it pulls out and then there's a kid no coming out of the greenhouse. It, i was gonna loop back do you think there was a cut such a i good think there scene. was definitely a cut but who cares or do you think they did, they did so, a quick change so to, um, quick so, to, so to fully explain it like Caleb you can talk about angels in the outfield he's sorry I just felt like interrupting back. you he's hey. trying no 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 no. you talk after this scene because this scene has precedence <laughs> yeah, I wasn't planning on talking before he, <laughs> he's a, like he's like trying to get into the house because he, he like lost his keys and he finally gets in but she like slinks away into the greenhouse and it just has this look on her face like he's so cute he's so like thoughtful and sweet and he finally gets the door open and he like looks at the greenhouse and he's just like wow like he just has like this look on his face like i love this woman like and then he just like makes his way into the greenhouse and it stays there and then yeah like a kid comes out 
uh, of the greenhouse womb a few seconds later and it's like wow that was like such an effective and beautiful passage of time we all love flowers you know we all love kids who recognize their grandmas when they haven't met them before (laughs) no no sorry caleb well you know what's interesting angels in the uh end zone angels in the greenhouse no you know (laughs) you, you know what's interesting in that scene is he finally gets the girl she you know agrees mm. to uh, be with him they ride off on the horse mm. and then he's trying like crazy to unlock the door because he wants to get inside because you know relations may ensue uh, yeah. I'm all, I can what do you mean assume. by relations they're gonna intercourse boink. i don't know uh you I can bleep that. out that too i know yeah. blank is a rough word but like he's like no 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 remember we talked about how you can't sing that to your kid oh, yeah sorry dude Either way, he's like trying to get into the door. Uh, chef. 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 Sorry, Caleb. Right, he's trying to get in the door. He's trying to get into the door. <laughs> Let us have fun, okay? He wants to get inside, but then she's just kind of like, that's not the main like importance to her. She's just kind of looking around and goes inside the greenhouse and like mm-hmm. is finding beauty in these other things, I can only assume. Mm-hmm. And so, I don't know. I just thought that was a, a good moment where usually he's doing that and like finding joy in the mm-hmm. random moments, but in that one point, maybe she reminds him like, oh, to pay attention take it to easy. the more, yeah, take it easy. Pay attention yeah. to the more beautiful things. And then right. we get the cut back to um five years later so let me explain the scene to you so he's about to (laughs) he's trying to get into the house and he's trying to unlock it and then she's in the green sorry i just felt like we said the scene (laughs) five times in a row okay so you're watching angels in the outfield i was just saying like movies like angels in the outfield and rookie of the year which i'm looking at rookie of the year rookie of the year in both of those movies these adult baseball players like show interest and uh invest uh, in positive ways into Invest. these children even though they didn't have to and i just think those moments like in life is beautiful are mm. are great run home and jack when you know? when adults who don't jack. have to invest in the lives of children do i think those mm-hmm. are great moments in movies that's all i was gonna say what okay. about life i guess i'm just Sorry. a big dumb idiot hey 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 big caleb guy. hey you're not we're glad idiot. you're finally seeing no. it. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I think this is my last podcast. <laughs> Why? Can you give us your reasons for leaving? He's, I don't, he's joining NASA. I don't want to be around. <laughs> he's joining NASA. N-A-S-A-Q NASA by Ariana Grande. It's like I'm the universe and you'll be N-A-S-A. I'm a need oh. space going N-A-S-A. Wow. <laughs> cool. I'm a need space. I'm a, I'm a need, you know. Yeah, I'm guys, this was, uh, mm. I think, uh, I was reading a review by uh, Roger Ebert today, and I really love what he writes at the end of it. Mm. He says, the movie actually softens the Holocaust slightly to make the humor possible at all. In the real death camps, there would be no role for Guido. But Life is Beautiful is not about Nazis and fascists, but about the human spirit. Mm. It is about rescuing whatever is good and hopeful from the wreckage of dreams, about hope for the future about the necessary human conviction or delusion that things will be better for our children than they are right now. Wow. So I really appreciate that he... Mm. Yeah, it's really about it well humanity. Um, so it's a good movie. Roger good Dodger. Stuff, guys. I guess you could say... So whose life is beautiful? We've watched two <laughs> Italian movies on this podcast, so good on us. Let's all do this. Who's, whose pick is next? To the Jared's? I, I guess you could say we're not a film up. bros. I get to a wrap us up. Is it Jared's turn? I get to a wrap us up. Jared. Well, I thought about picking a couple war movies, but we just watched one, so I might not. I was considering Dunkirk and 1917. Wait. 
Dunkirk. Yeah, Mark Rylance, mm-hmm. rad, oh, right. flipping wow. Dad. Yeah, okay, that's a good point. Okay, um, but I might, th- I might throw a left field pitch. Uh oh, mm-hmm. angels field. in the F- and do our very first film snob documentary. Oh, whoa! And I would do Dear Zachary. Not, no, I would encourage you guys not to look anything up. But uh, one more time with feeling the Nick Cave. Uh, recording of an album documentary directed by Andrew Dominic of the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford fame. And it is uh, maybe the most I've ever cried watching something. Wow. Really? Yeah. Okay. One more time. Really? And Nick Cave, Nick Cave, Nick Cave is a rad dad, but not in the way you'd expect. Okay. I'm looking forward to that. One, one, once more with the feeling. It's called one more time with feeling. One more time. One more time with feeling. Well, there you go, Snobby. And, go check it out. And we'll have right. an experience together. We'll see you guys next week. Thanks for tuning in. Bye, guys. Oh, bye. bye. See you, Ducky. We love you, Ducky. Love you, Ducky. Ducky. I just want to go on record. Quack, quack, uh, I haven't heard you guys say, uh, but Holocaust was bad. Just, I didn't hear you guys uh, say Oh, yeah, so that's because... It was no good. I'm a racist. And Nazis are bad. I know you're a former Nazi, Eric, so... <laughs> Hey, we promised we promised him we wouldn't talk about yeah. that. Right? I'm not a former Nazi. So you're a current Nazi? Wait, what? Oh, I've been <laughs> tricked. Neo, the one, Matrix Revolutions. <laughs>